Hi, and welcome to Sustainability Explored, a podcast on sustainability and innovations in business and economy, a safe and friendly place to learn more about sustainability practices across industries. My name is Anna, and I'm the usual podcast host of this show. Every week I invite one professional in the field to share ideas on sustainability in certain sphere, shed light on different concepts and give some guidance on how to actually implement sustainability. You're listening to the episode number 28. Uh, This is season three. Today we're talking about sustainable business models with Anna Itkin, co-founder, managing director and consultant at The Inceptory, a Singapore-based consultancy offering sustainability-driven innovation, where sustainability, triple bottom line, conscious capitalism take into account the full cost involved in doing business. I am very excited and curious to talk to and to learn from Anna today and hope you're too. If so, join our upcoming discussion and let's get it started. Hi Anna, nice that you have accepted my podcast invitation. I'm very pleased to have you on the uh, Sustainability Explored um, FM. Uh, first of all, could you please introduce yourself for the listeners a little bit more? I know that you are uh, you hold a PhD in chemistry and biochemistry, right? What got you into sustainability and um, what drives you to work in this field today? Thank you, Anna, for having me and inviting me to do the podcast. Um, yes, I have a PhD in chemistry and biophysics. Um, and I've been in academia and scientific research for almost two decades. But sustainability was always part of my life because uh, the place where I was born and grew up, the life was uh, quite frugal. And um, I started also contemplating about the social aspects of our lives, uh, societies and well-being, inequality, all of these things. And slowly I grew anxious about the state of affairs in the world and in some days I really found myself not being able to function to do my job because I was so concerned and felt so helpless to to do anything about it and um, one day I had a conversation with a good friend who kind of transitioned from pure business activities into sustainability. And he shared this amazing work he's doing uh, out uh, in supply chains. Uh, and it was a eureka moment for me. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I totally want to do what you're doing. <laughs> and there it was kind of this realization that this is the way I want to um, I can uh, and I want to help make the world a better place. <laughs> that's right. maybe naive, but that's how it, it is for me. And so um, I started um, taking courses and learning from everyone and everything I could put my hands on about sustainability and business sustainability, what it actually means. Um, and in 2016 so there's a journey and then in 2016 I met two incredible visionary uh, women who invited me to join them in starting um, a sustainability 
practice, let's say, mm-hmm. <laughs> for a better future and uh, with a great vision. And um, here we are today. So what exactly are you doing today? I know that you were sitting in Singapore and you are the founder, co-founder and the consultant at the Inceptory. So what exactly do you do there? What's the focus mission of this, shall I say, consultancy or a company or a startup? Tell me more about this. It's a little bit of all of these and more. Um, So we kind of discovered that words matter and we prefer a practice. So the Inceptory is a practice, let's say, that it was set up to facilitate transformation towards flourishing world. And it is about partnering with others, whether these are practitioners, specialists, and enterprises, to implement sustainable and restorative strategies in organizations for better business and uh, more better and more equitable life for all. And our mission is to challenge, inspire, lead, and support organizations to connect their business activities and practices to sustainably integrate them uh, as core principles with the societal and environmental uh, aspects in such a way that they remain profitable and even maybe hopefully become more profitable Mm -hmm. um, and which defines what uh, and this defines what business model innovation is all about embedding sustainability into business purpose and processes that uh, drives enterprise innovation and serves as a key for competitive advantage. You know, I only uh, often hear that um, sustainable business management and sustainable business models integrating sustainability is usually uh, like people and companies refer to it, oh, it's, uh, uh, it's an addition, it's a luxury thing to have, it's only for our reputation, we are doing just fine, uh, it's costly. Uh, while for me, for example, I think it's, it is meant to reduce costs. What do you think about that? The clients that come to you, what, they are, what are they looking for? Is it really costly? How big is the first investment then? I think the thinking that it's a luxury thing and it's very costly, it's a result of, um, or maybe it's just a PR stance, it's the result of misunderstanding, misusing and misrepresenting sustainability which results in mistrust towards corporations and not only from customers but even from other usually smaller companies someone recently told me a company owner who said for me csr equals pr Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, approaches to addressing sustainability vary corporations with large budgets they can afford to invest a lot in sustainable business management but this is not a prerequisite to incorporating sustainability into business and i think companies have a choice they can view sustainability as a cost and a luxury and do nothing about it if they say well we don't have these resources or they can see it as an investment in sustainable development opportunity space and for example when company invests in r&d it's an investment. It's mm-hmm. not a cost. And it's investment in long-term success because it's a path to new product development, which will result in profits. So investing in sustainability can be viewed in the same way. And it's already proven that such investments result in very tangible benefits. Like you said, it improves value chain and stakeholder management, improves reputation and brand name, fosters resilience, uh, such as the ability to survive system shocks as climate events and pandemics like we have mm-hmm. today, increase resource efficiency, 
um, that saving costs from water, energy usage, and waste reduction or elimination. Um, anticipate helps to anticipate regulation, making adaptation easier and avoiding fines and penalties. Uh, it helps to support recruitment, recruitment and retention of talent, particularly with younger generations that are our tomorrow's clients, customers, and maybe CEOs. It also helps to increase revenue from growth of existing markets or creation of new markets. How big should the primary investment be? I actually want to say very big. <laughs> but I'm not referring to money because I see it as an investment in the future and it requires visionary and authentic leadership. It requires to take a stand for something bigger than oneself and short, just short-term goals. It's risky and uncomfortable. It requires to love uncertainties. I love to give Paul Polman as an example, who is a legendary CEO of Unilever. Uh, in January 2009, he assumed the position of CEO and he immediately put his shareholders on notice. He declared that they should no longer expect to see quarterly annual reports from the company, along with earnings guidance for the stock market. Unilever, he said, was now taking a longer view, and he went even uh, further, urging shareholders to put their money somewhere else if they don't buy into this long-term value creation model, which is equitable, which is shared and sustainable. Wow. You know, you mentioned uh, younger generations, retention of talents or acquisition of new talents. Uh, that actually make, make, made me think that I came across um, a study, can't remember who, Deloitte, I think, a year ago, that 70% of millennials uh, do care about sustainability practices and simply will not buy it from the companies or go working for the companies that don't take any... Uh, you know any actions and that's something i see uh from my peers oh no like this company i don't want my name to be associated with that place and that's an interesting thing that is you know happening now in the society uh not only money matters anymore that's uh that, that's my observation okay what kind of clients come to you are they services uh, to the inceptory i mean are they mostly services or physical products? And what are they looking for uh, when they seek for your help? Well, I want to start by saying that our doors are open to all who are willing to explore uh, what's possible through partnering for business model innovation. And these uh, could be startups, SMEs, large corporations, as well as educational institutions and startup accelerators. And um, our ideal client is an organization that is already convinced that sustainability holds a wealth of opportunities for value creation. And one that also knows that holistic and transformative approach to sustainability is the only way forward to achieve global goals within planetary boundaries. Uh, now, this is our aspirational state. <laughs> but as with everything in life, uh, we and our partners start with first step whatever that might be for them. Um, and often it includes just understanding what sustainability is and what is uh, the way forward for them. So when we incorporated in Singapore four years ago, sustainability was in its infancy. And in 2017, Singapore Stock Exchange introduced mandatory reporting for listed companies, and many only started to become aware of sustainable development goals. So we uh, worked with some organizations to identify uh, 
their material issues and to engage with broader group of their stakeholders. We also worked with entrepreneur to map business model opportunities for land development project. And uh, together with different partners, we've developed a business model for returnable food containers for Singapore's uh, food takeaway scene, which is very large. Um, we also run workshops on, on what does it mean to rethink sustainability. And we continuously innovate ourselves and our offerings mm -hmm. to empower others to reach towards new horizons and what's possible in creating a responsible and sustainable business and economy. So it's, it's a really um, large scope of activities that start with education, empowerment, um, developing the vision, the mission, the North Star for organizations, as well as their strategies and then uh, product innovation. Usually the companies that come to you, if, if there are like, I don't know, two, three uh, things that they want to do, what, what shall it be? Is it a strategy or they want to, to fix minor things? What do you notice? What are your observations? As I said, I mean, we had, um, we did not have our um, ideal client coming to mm -hmm. us yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although uh, from the end towards the second half of last year and this year, we really see more interest and in more holistic approach to sustainability. Um, generally, sustainability seen in Singapore uh, until then was about reporting. Mm -hmm. Just do report for me and because I have to do it. So this is a downside of mandatory. Um, some companies uh, just say, well, we'll just pay someone to do it and that's it. They don't see the value that it can bring them or as a framework. Um, so these were mostly these were mostly the requests and these kind of jobs that sustainability consultants uh did in the past few years. Mm -hmm. um, we um, also had some requests for PR, uh, to provide PR. Uh, Which is CSR. For... <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not kind of, yeah, through this angle, uh, there's a company, I don't want to be too specific, but there's a small company, uh, did a great job and provided um, high value services but they wanted to do more for their clients and they asked us if we can uh, kind of provide PR twist as if this is a CSR because they're using uh, these uh, services and um, we actually refused because <laughs> <laughs> we did not want to engage in these activities and um, it, it is important for us to be um, aligned uh, yeah. that our values align with the potential client. It is not uh, just for the sake of um, you know, mm -hmm. box ticking and uh, revenue. Yeah, but that's very cool that you should mention it. Being true to yourself. Are there any, do you have any exclusion list sort of, like companies that you will never help? Unless, I don't know, asteroid hits the earth. <laughs> I wouldn't say exclusion parameters. No, I think what's important, as I said, it's alignment of values. That's very important for us. Um, and it is not about what they're doing today or did in the past, but whether their intention 
towards um, implementing sustainability strategically is genuine mm -hmm. and uh, or is it a window dressing PR exercise? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, here is the question I have. That's something I still don't get uh, after reading and researching on the topic. How is sustainable business model different from a traditional business model? What are its key components, if I should phrase it like that? Okay. Um, so I would like to start... Uh, just by saying what business model is and its uh, um, initial kind of modern definition was it's a story how enterprise works and um, in 2010 a business model was defined uh, by Alexander Osterwalder and Yves Pignot as a rationale of how an organization creates, delivers and captures value. And I think this is a crucial point in what business models are about. And this definition is built on a broad underlying theory that represents companies' interactions with its value chain in order to fulfill its existing business strategy. Um, they put together uh, a business model canvas which uh, lays out and connects assumptions about key resources and activities of the value chain, value proposition and value creation. And it does it through nine building blocks. In the center, there is value proposition. And um, on the left, there, uh, there are key partners, key activities and key resources. So the inputs that go into the value creation. And then uh, on the right side, output. So what are the customers? What are the relationships, distribution channels, et cetera? And then uh, cost and, re and revenue streams. So if we go back to the value creation, so from this perspective, Business models traditionally focused on satisfying the customer needs, economic return to shareholders, compliance, uh, regulation or legislation requirements, and long-term economic viability of the firm. Now, sustainable business models, however, they widen the notion of value creation and include environmental and social value. And to give an example, environmental value creation covers sustainable use of natural resources, mm -hmm. uh, biodiversity conservation, avoidance of waste and pollution, uh, regeneration of ecological services, such as natural climate regulating systems, pollination, and soil fertility. And for social value creation, we are concerned with issues such as all stakeholder inclusion and participation in decision-making, responsibility, labor standards, human rights, community relations, welfare, culture, poverty alleviation, and equal opportunity to access resources. Everything that uh, other stakeholders are concerned about. So essentially, sustainable business model incorporate triple bottom line approach and consider wide range of stakeholder interests. So mm -hmm. I hope this is clear. Yeah, yeah. The sustainable business model is definitely the one of the future, and it's the one that will uh, that will prevail in the long run. Uh, and if the sooner you implement it, the better for you as a company. So why is not everyone kind of getting it? Why is not everyone implementing it? I guess because they don't understand, not everyone understands the value yet. Are there, do you think there are any other uh, 
um, reasons? Yes, I think um, absolutely sustainability is widely misunderstood. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, in its core, it's a very broad and complex topic to begin with. Uh, and I think human mind had been trained to reduce complexity to simple chunks in order to be able to deal with it. And uh, such reductionist approach has its benefits in some situations. However, for complex systems such as our world, um, fragmentation and reductionism are merely simple fixes that fail to solve problems and usually create other problems in the long term. Mm -hmm. So uh, I really like uh, Peter Senge, who's an American system scientist, who once said today's problems are yesterday's solutions. Mm -hmm. So uh, before any solution, uh, we must first see that we are the problem and use a different kind of thinking that we use in creating these problems. And so we need to develop and practice systems thinking to be able to look at sustainability with the eyes that we need to be looking at it. And um, I, I find that sustainable development goals actually set an ambitious agenda that um, implies a shift from incremental to exponential mindsets and ambitions from our current focus on the negative impacts of economic activity uh, to the deliberate generation of positive impacts. So in order to address sustainability with all its complexity, a paradigm shift needs to happen. And that is not an easy undertaking. So. Yeah. You know, when I looked at your profile uh, and I saw that you graduated with chemistry and biochemistry PhD degree, and you also studied that uh, during your bachelor times. And now you mentioned system thinking. Uh, you know, sustainability always looked to me as something humanitarian, so slash creative industry. Now, the more I go, the more I get the sense of sustainability as of a more like precise science. And I think it's on the people like you, with those who have system thinking, those who have been trained in biology, in physics, those who know the basic laws of nature how they work to implement sustainability because it's true there is a lot of buzz around there are a lot there is a lot of greenwashing there are a lot of big words uh csr uh, i don't know un uh, sustainable development goals and people just throw it around carelessly without taking this exact system approach that creates a lot of confusion and mis misinterpretation of facts now, obviously, as everybody else, the whole world is going through Corona crisis. Given the economic crisis generated by the pandemic, what can we expect, according to you, in the field of business sustainability? A new breath or a, like a serious rollback? I already see that one of the U.S. states um, called back the legislation on banning um, single-use plastic. Where are we going? Are we going backwards? Or do you think after all this madness is, is done and gone, we can see the shift towards sustainability? Oh, I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you yeah. how is it going to be. <laughs> um, 
I do know that if you listen to analysts, uh, the future is gray <laughs> uh, from the economic perspective. Of course, uh, the current pandemic is a first human tragedy on scale. And uh, I think it also exposed the breaking points of our systems, of global supply chains, of healthcare systems, political systems, and global economy at large. Um, and there is no doubt the impacts will be felt long and far on jobs and economic uh, growth, uh, or rather stagnation. Uh, many businesses that have to close down because they just can't do business. Mm -hmm. um, I believe this is, uh, there's also a choice that we can make we can combine all our efforts and finances into restoring systems that have been just proven to be not fit for our needs and purposes, or like some are calling, or we can choose to create a different reality and a new future. I mean, we take for what, what there is about the pandemic. It is what it is. Now, what are we going to do about it? And we can, uh, and I think we must try to create a different reality. Uh, all these systems are our creation, and I think we can create better. Beautiful so. words. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for the positive view on the future. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, we will get out of this transformed and in, in a more mindful way uh, you mentioned triple bottom line so inclusion of economic social and environmental needs and concerns of everyone yes would you like to share one piece of advice for the listeners of sustainability explorer podcast as my one and last question to you <laughs> um i choose to be optimistic <laughs> I would like to uh, invite everyone to be inquisitive or remain inquisitive that you were if, if you were like that question assumptions um, develop love of learning and practice systems thinking every day and don't be afraid to be visionary and stay optimistic okay one last question how to practice okay. system thinking <laughs> well First, we can learn about it. I mean, there's a lot of um, information um, online and, and free. Uh, there are courses uh, that one can take. Uh, for example, uh, Acumen Plus offers some courses and practicing systems thinking, particularly, they focus particularly on uh, social aspects. But um, Again, there, there, there's a lot out there. For example, a book by Peter Senge, and I can share later a list of some books that yes, um, please. can be really, uh, really good. I mean, even start uh, by with the book by Don, Donella Meadows, mm -hmm. uh, Limits to Growth. This mm -hmm. book was published uh, 30 years ago, and now there's new edition 30 years later. So... Uh, yeah, even that long ago, uh, it's been already very clear. That, right, this uh, one I read about planetary boundaries. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But it's all one um, uh, big system interconnected. Uh, and to practice system thinking is, is really first to understand what systems are. It's a, they're dynamic and all parts are connected. So 
you just take an article in newspaper and start mapping start mm -hmm. mapping what's the system around that topic is and uh, well brilliant brilliant yeah. advice thank you very much for your time for sharing your wisdom and uh, for for your work that you do in sustainability thank you same here um yeah you too have a great day and stay healthy thanks ciao ciao <laughs> bye bye I honestly do hope that you enjoyed this episode and learned something new from our guest Anna today. Uh, maybe you got inspired or even motivated. Uh, that will make me very happy if it is the case. Um, if you have any questions, do let me know. Please reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, I also invite you to check other related episodes out. Anna has mentioned corporate social responsibility that is not PR. Um, extensively, I discussed corporate social responsibility in the episode called Corporate Social Responsibility, Where Is It Going? Uh, Anna also has mentioned reporting, right? Uh, so sustainability reporting, um, there, is a, there is an episode for, for that called Sustainability Reporting Transparency is Always Appreciated, where for half an hour I explain what it is and how to work with that. Uh, also, Corporate Sustainability, um, for that I have an episode called Corporate Sustainability, a new norm, and how to work with and engage with stakeholders, especially in the green organization. Uh, that was done already in the episode named Sustainability Reporting, Transparency is Always Appreciated. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share, review, and rate on the platform you're listening on. We are now available on almost 40 platforms, or more than 40 platforms by now. Uh, and by the way, Podchaser just sent an email that they are donating 25 cents to Mills on Wheels America's COVID-19 Response Fund for every podcast or episode review on Podchaser for the next 15 days and they will double it every time a podcast replies to the review. So if you go to Podchaser, I don't know if you will have to register, um, even though it's, it's a very quick process. Uh, find Sustainability Explorer there, leave a review, whatever it might be, positive, negative, critique, uh, I welcome all. Uh, I will reply to that and together like that we can donate 50 cents to those in need. I find it, I think it's a brilliant and easy way to help those in need, regardless of where in the world we actually are. So let's take this opportunity. Thank you for listening, for being with us today, and until next time, take care, stay tuned, and stay sustainable, and most importantly, until the quarantine is over, stay home, be safe. Ciao, ciao.